0: Hi, guys, welcome to the Buy Maddie Marie podcast. I'm your host, Maddie Marie. Obviously, (laughs) welcome back to your Taco Tuesday favorite listen we have so much to talk about i took so many notes this last week of what i needed to catch up with you guys on so we're gonna dive right into our little catch up first i was just casually scrolling you know the good old insta and i saw that one of my friends got engaged and i literally flinched um yikes dude i literally was like oh no Like, sometimes I forget that's supposed to be, like, like, people are happy that they're engaged and, like, going to be married because I had such a shitty experience. Like, I literally caught myself in that of, like, Maddie, no. (laughs) Like, that is supposed to be good. So congratulations if you're engaged, if you're happily married. I wonder what that's like. Love that for you guys. Um, Yeah, continue to post your shit on Instagram. I love seeing it anyways moving on next gym bros they're way more wholesome than they want you to think like they will literally go up to any other gym bro and compliment each other and have a full-on therapy session at the cables like or work in booty like they'll be doing the hip abductor machine just like telling another dude their life story because they're gym bros It's wholesome. It's one of the reasons I love going to the gym. Please connect. Please have a good time. Honestly, like I'm living vicariously through it. I love it. Gym bros, keep doing you. On the topic of the gym, why does your body dysmorphia literally quintuple at the gym? Like, why do I get there and then all of the sudden, like, my body dysmorphia just like invades my brain and I'm like, okay, I'm actually ugly. Like, okay, what am I doing here? (laughs) Literally, every single time I go to the gym and I catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror, I'm like, immediately, let's go home. Let's go put on some baggy sweats and a t-shirt and a hoodie and crawl into bed and pretend we never showed up. Like, genuinely, why is it so bad? I don't understand. Am I the only person that experiences that? Or like, is gym body dysmorphia a thing? Because... I was shocked this week I literally was like this is absolutely awful anyways moving on from the gym I am so ready for fall dude I have loved the weather that we have had lately all of the rain fantastic like the vibes are freaking amazing it's gloomy sometimes the sunsets have been literally 12 out of 10 there's been nothing better then the freaking sunset with the thunder and the lightning and the wow dude I'm living the dream right now however I wish it was acceptable to be full-blown spooky vibes because that's where I'm at right now like I texted my mom this week and was like when is too early to decorate for Halloween because I'm ready throw up the cobwebs throw up the bats let's do it. Let's turn on Hocus Pocus, dude. I'm thrilled. Also, I love scary movies. I did a poll on my Instagram on which of the movie series within the Conjuring universe are the best. Collectively, we agree Annabelle is the worst. We, not a single vote, not a single vote for Annabelle. I love The Curse of La Llorona. The Conjuring 1, 2, and 3, simply masterpieces. There's gonna be a new nun, this year so obviously we're gonna have to see that and I will be updating you however I did have Romy watch Halloween Town with me this week so we are kind of subtly you know adding it in she did request the Grinch for her quiet time movie today I'm not mad about it honestly I'm not mad about it let's just ingrain the Christmas love early however I'm full-blown spooky mode so it's like I'm ready to break out the cider. Like, I need there to be some good cider. Anyways, that was just a little tangent. What have I been watching lately? So much, dude. Again, big into spooky season. So, we did watch Halloween Town. We'll likely turn on Hocus Pocus later. Love it. I did go to the movie theater for Barbie. Um, I was really tired. I went to a late showing literally fell asleep. I slept through the entire movie. (laughs) Straight to jail. I know. However, I was zonked, dude. I was so tired. So I still need to see Barbie. I still need to see Oppenheimer. I'm so freaking behind. It's unbelievable. I don't know who I am right now. So I will be rewatching that and I will give you my full response to the movie soon. Whenever I do get around to seeing it. Um, The TV shows that I'm watching, though, are literally 12 out of 10. Hijack on Apple TV+. Plus, It is so good. It literally keeps you on the edge of your seat, leaves you hanging every episode, itching for more, ready for Wednesday. New episodes come out every Wednesday. There are six episodes out currently. Literally binge it all tonight so you can catch up and be ready for the episode tomorrow because it is so good. I love it. And, of course, The Summer I Turned Pretty, amazing. I literally, Conrad is freaking fantastic. I'm definitely team Conrad. Jeremiah, I'm sorry. You're the typical liked her when she was hot situation. Not the vibe. Still love you. Absolutely obsessed with The Summer I Turned Pretty. Their episodes come out every Friday. It's on Prime. There was a whole first season, so go catch up, and yeah, tune in this Friday. And then as far as what I'm listening to, dude, if you have never heard Hey DJ by Forrest Frank, you're quite literally missing out. I heard it on TikTok, basically immediately started dancing, was absolutely stunned. I freaking love it. So go listen to Hey DJ by Forrest Frank. It literally makes me happy. It's like the best feel-good song and it's just adorbs so i love it and let's dive into what we're talking about this week we're going over why people settle and i've got a lot of good stuff for you so keep listening okay we're going to talk about why people settle first there are a few different things that we're going to cover today this being the first obviously so here are a few reasons why people settle. One, and I feel like the main driver is lack of confidence or lack of self-worth. A lot of the times people place themselves in a lower league than they are, whether that's relationship-wise or career-wise. Like you could be making a lot more money. You could be with a better person, but you just get into your own brain And for some reason, a lot of people just don't think they can do any better. So they're just going to take what they can get. And that just leads to settling. You're never going to feel fulfilled that way. And honestly, I truly feel like that is probably one of the main things. Like low, which all comes down to like just choosing to think a certain thing in your brain. Anyways, we'll get a little more into that later, but second reason why people settle is a bad habit of accepting less than what's deserved. I feel like this is something that is like taught to you when you're young, you know? Like you grow up, one, humans are a creature of habit, so just creating a habit, whether it's positive, negative, unconscious, you're consciously deciding it, whatever, habits are like humans thrive on creating habits, right? Right? So especially if you grew up like receiving negativity, negativity, that was ridiculous. So especially if you grew up receiving negativity or you like grew up on negative reinforcement, you kind of grow into accepting less than what's deserved. You should be talked to a certain way no matter how old you are. I strongly disagree with negative reinforcement. I feel like that was kind of One of the methods that I had growing up to motivate me to do certain things. So now, looking back on it, like if you use positive reinforcement, your results are going to be exponentially better. Like it is crazy how shitty negative reinforcement even works. So, if you kind of grew up with that, I feel like that leads to a habit of accepting less than deserved. And another reason why people settle, which is like directly linked to this, is just straight up people pleasing. And that can kind of also come from negative reinforcement, but you could just like be doing something to not hurt someone else's feelings, right? You just want to make everyone else around you happy. So you're choosing to play a certain role at work or stay with the person, you know, that your parents like, that you absolutely freaking despise, who knows? But people-pleasing is also a something that can change. Like, you literally can just decide to stop doing it. So, strongly recommend that if you're stuck in the people-pleasing loop. Um, next reason why people settle is the idea that you literally have to fight through everything. This got me for a while because... Like no matter how toxic or abusive your relationship is, divorce is really frowned upon in our culture, especially if you're local to Utah and I mean everywhere, you know, divorce is not an ideal outcome. However, if your situation is abusive or toxic, there should be no shame in getting out of it. There is literally no reason to stay in such a toxic loop and there needs to be a line of what is acceptable and what is not socially because I feel like that line is just like oh you're married so everything's acceptable that is so far from the truth I was stuck in a super toxic situation and you know I kind of felt trapped for a while I kind of felt like I couldn't do anything about it I wanted to give my daughter a nuclear family because that is what what is preached and I understand you know that's ideal that's what you should strive for. But leaving the toxic situation, one, now my daughter doesn't have to see that we have to settle for below freaking bare minimum effort. We don't have to tolerate being called names every single day. We don't have to tolerate abuse. We don't do that. And she can now see, you know, a positive life and how it feels to be happy. And I feel like that's just something that is important for everyone to comprehend If someone close to you is getting a divorce, before you turn to go gossip to your freaking friends, maybe try and understand why, maybe put yourself in their situation, maybe you know nothing, which is this is likely, you probably know nothing about their situation and you have zero right to judge and if someone's getting a divorce or someone's leaving the job, they're doing it because that's what's best for them, so it's time to start supporting each other. And you do not have to fight through everything. I always heard, oh, like, you'll stay with me through the good, bad, and the ugly. Relationships should not be that hard. You should not be having to literally fight for your life in your relationship. You should not be having to fight for your happiness, for what is best for you, for what, like, fills your cup. You shouldn't have to do it. You do not have to stay through the freaking ugliest of the ugly. If something is not meant for you, it's as simple as that. It's not meant for you. Things come into your life to either stay or to teach you a lesson. People leave. Jobs come and go. Opportunities pass. That is quite literally how life works. And... I feel like we just need to let go of this concept of like, well, I made X decision, so I have to stick with the A, B, C, D, E, F, G freaking consequences that come with it. And that's so stupid. I like truly getting out of the toxic relationship, best thing that's ever happened to me will be the best thing that's ever happened to my daughter. And instantly you could see the difference. And I was right back to my old happy self. Like, it's insane how quickly you'll see the switch when you decide that you no longer have to stay just because of a decision you made. You can change your life. You are the only person who can change your life and you can do whatever you want. Anyways, that was kind of a tangent. I apologize. Next reason people stay um, settling is it's easy. You know, it's easy to stay you're already in it, you're already living it, you're already used to it, you already have your routines, you already, like, job-wise, it's a pain in the ass to freaking change jobs, I feel like, right? So if you're unhappy, you know, it's easy. You can just stay and float the freaking coast of miserable nine-to-five forever. (laughs) Relationship-wise, you know, you already know what your partner likes to eat at all their, your favorite fast food places, you already know their orders, you already know, like, their quirky, annoying shit, and you don't want to have to change that. You already are comfortable, and even though you might be miserable, like, laziness honestly consumes our society. Picking the lazy option has become norm. So staying in a toxic or shitty, or just even when you're just unhappy and you're in that situation, it's easier. And people are genuinely just afraid of change at this point. And the next reason why people settle is pretty much hand in hand with this one. And it's not wanting to start over. No one wants to start from scratch. Trust me, I get it. I did not want to move out and live by myself. I didn't want to be alone. I didn't want to sleep by myself. I didn't want to be the only adult in the house. I didn't want to make all the decisions all the time. I didn't want to be solely responsible for my happiness. (laughs) Like that's crazy to admit, but I didn't, I didn't want to have to look at myself in the mirror every day. And if I wasn't happy, I didn't want to look at my reflection and be like, this is your fault because that's what it is and people just don't want to start over you could be stuck 20 years deep in tenure you know you could be working at the same company for 20 years miserable you know you like you could be hating it and starting over seems literally like the most terrifying thing you could do I get it but at some point you have to let things go in order for new things to come along opportunities have no room to go if there's not a spot for them. And if you're constantly, you know, one, if you're emotionally drained from all of the stress of what you're feeling, you have no opportunity to even look for what could be happening for you. And relationship wise, you know, not wanting to start over learning a whole new person, having to open yourself to a whole new person, that's like Super vulnerable, super shitty. You don't want to do it. You know your heart's going to get broken one way or another. And it's just terrifying. Starting over is such a pain. However, sometimes you need to. Sometimes you need to just build something from scratch. Imagine if you did. Like, think of something that you feel like you're settling for in your life and imagine if you just started over tomorrow or today or right this second. What if you just decided that you were going to start over and in five years, your life could literally be what you're dreaming of, but you wouldn't know because you're too scared to do it. Anyways, the last reason that I have to bring to you about why people settle is people are scared to be alone. And this is kind of uh like this has a few parts to it. So one, people like as humans we crave connection it is a basic fundamental need in life people need to connect to survive you will become so depressed if you don't it's absolutely insane it's truly a need so connection is necessary one so it's understandable why people are afraid to be alone because you feel like you lack that connection but if you put it into this perspective of if you're settling and you're extremely unhappy in your relationship or your job, you don't have the capacity to even be fully present in the connections that you make. You are doing yourself and every single other person around you that you are connecting with a disservice because they don't get all of you. You don't have the Capacity to be vulnerable enough to open up to anyone because you're so hyper-focused on being miserable because you're so unhappy. So one, even if you're staying in your loop of settling and you're miserable, you don't have the capacity to connect fully. Two, being alone in a relationship or okay, feeling alone while in a relationship and being alone, like no relationship, but feeling content are two very different things. I felt more alone one year ago while I was married than I do going to bed by myself. And even on the weekends that I don't have my daughter, which hurt my heart, I miss her the entire time. I don't feel as alone as I did a year ago because now I can fully make connections. Now I have people in my life who are supportive. And before I had the same people, but I wasn't able to connect with them fully. And I had another person in my life who was just like sucking my the life out of me. I had nothing to give. And... So it's two different things to be in a relationship and feel alone or to be alone and feel content. And I think that's something that people forget. One, just because you are by yourself does not mean you are alone and does not mean you should feel lonely. So I cherish my alone time now. I and even like when it's just me and Romy, I love that. I love being able to be fully present for her. I love being able to recharge for myself and sometimes you have to embrace being alone because that's the only way you're going to grow. Anyways, those are some of the reasons that people settle. So we're going to talk about a couple different concepts um, that also lead to settling. One is the one that got away. I believe in this concept, okay? Maybe this is a hot take but I sometimes I do believe in the one that got away and this does not even have to be relationship wise like you could think a past version of yourself is the one that got away right and now you're just never going to get back to that anyways basically the gist of this we're going to talk about this from a relationship perspective so the gist of the one that got away syndrome is you basically just over romanticize someone from your past and let me tell you, that will destroy everything in your present and your future. Um, so this is generally masked by motivated forgetfulness. And that is when you idealize said person so much that you choose to forget the shit. You choose to forget the issues that you had. You choose to forget the fights. You choose to forget all of the bad because you literally romanticize this person so much in your head that you create an idea of them that wasn't even a reality, but they are somehow the one that got away because they're no longer with you. Regardless of who left who, they're no longer there, right? And this, honestly, one, it's a self-made concept that's just straight up, like, shitty. Like, you're, one, you're doing it to yourself, And you need to just be, you need to use your logical brain and look at the situation of, okay, well, why are we not actually together anymore? Because there's a freaking reason. There's a reason people come and go. There's a reason opportunities pass. There's a reason you grow and move on from things. And a lot of people stuck in this brain of the one that got away don't realize that. They're like, no, they're the best person for me, blah, blah, blah. You're so full of shit. You are not together for a reason whether that's your fault for being shitty, get better, first of all, choose better, change your life, you can do it, have some discipline, you can manage your own, but you don't always have to think that, right, if you use your logical brain and actually analyze the situation, you can detach from this whole concept of the one that got away, and you can recognize they're not the one that got away, they're not right for me, that job is not the one that I suddenly slipped up, or got fired from, or left, or quit, or who knows. It wasn't right for me. There's better out there. That's something that I do strongly believe. Everything works out. Like truly, everything always works out. There's always something better coming. If you feel like you're stuck in a a shitty situation, think like it's not over. Things better things are coming. New opportunities will come. New doors will open. There will be new people. You have not even met people that will love you harder than you have ever been loved before. You have not even come across these places that you're going to fall in love with. Maybe you don't even know that they exist, that you could travel to, that you could see, that you could experience. So the one that got away is bullshit and you need to give it up. Moral of that story. The next concept is the placeholder concept. Uh, we all know this one the little rebound you have whether that's jobs or people or whatever bad habits who knows there is always a placeholder actually that's not true there's not always one but if you have a shitty mindset there probably is usually it's a rebound something you just feel you know meh and it's just like yeah they're here it's around and you know you're not really in it in it you're just there and you're just scraping by because that's all you feel like you can have. Maybe you're waiting. Maybe you know you have an anticipated freaking magical moment that's gonna change your life. Um, I hate to be the one to break it to you. That's not gonna happen. No one's coming to save you. Prince Charming doesn't exist. And you have to do it. You have to do it. Placeholders are stupid and it's worth it to be alone. Take it from me, okay? Take it from me. I've spent a lot of time alone the last seven months and it has literally been life-changing. It is better to be alone than to like give parts of yourself to things you can't fully appreciate or things you don't even want to fully appreciate, things you don't want to stick around, things that are below your level. It's not worth it. Placeholders will never lead to a fulfilled life but it is something that a lot of people fall in trap to so now that we have gone over why people are settling we're going to talk about how to change the narrative and you know flip your life around do a 180 let's be happy now um step one decide what you want I love a good vision board literally read mine today And you need to detail what you want. One, what you want to change. Two, what you want to achieve. And three, the kind of people that you want in your life. Because if you don't have a clear, defined outline in your brain, then, I mean, you're just going to open every door that comes your way. And maybe you'll step into the wrong one. Maybe you'll step into something that's not quite at the level you know you could attain. But because you don't have that outlined, it'll be easier to just walk in and say, okay, I guess this is what I can accept next. You're going to fall into the same settling loop. So it's easy to define. Literally sit down, answer those three questions. What do you want to change? What do you want to achieve? And what kind of people do you want in your life? And like make a game plan of how to actually make that happen. Okay, speaking it is not enough. Actually act on it and your life will change. You'll see it. Easy. Step two, believe in yourself. Talk about this every week. Confidence is key, baby. So if you don't believe in yourself, these are the three things you're going to do. Again, we talk about this literally every week. So if you're not already doing it, shame on you. First, you're going to do your morning gratitude journaling. It is one of my favorite parts of the day. You're going to think about three things you're grateful for every morning and every night. You are going to start appreciating things as soon as you start doing this. You will start like, consciously thinking throughout the day, oh, I'm so grateful for that. I'm grateful for this. I'm so grateful for this opportunity. You will start having a positive outlook on life. You will be more grateful if you start intentionally racking your brain. Sometimes it's hard, dude. Sometimes you wake up on the wrong side of the bed and you're like, I'm not grateful for anything. My life sucks. Think about it. Think of three things every single day, no matter how shitty you slept. (laughs) Think of three things every morning. And then at night... Do the same thing, except for about that day specifically. What three things happened today that you are grateful for? Second thing you're going to do to believe in yourself, you're going to start doing your affirmations. I know this is silly, however they work. You're going to start doing them in the mirror, and you're going to feel weird, dude. You're going to feel super weird at first, but it's not that weird. Plus, you'll probably be alone. I mean, if you choose to do this in a public place, so be it. Have fun. You might be embarrassed (laughs) people might laugh that's okay uh but do it do it in the mirror and just start telling yourself positive things about yourself and actually intentionally pointing things out that you can believe until you can believe more and more and more because if you're just speaking shit and you're not really taking it in and you're not absorbing it and you don't believe it you're wasting everyone's time Third thing you're going to do to believe in yourself is you're going to just fake it till you make it. Confidence is a mind game. I literally say this every single week. You can literally just decide to be confident. You can just simply decide you're hot shit. You can decide to be the main character. You can decide that you're freaking worth a billion freaking dollars and just be that. Just embody it. Just think what would this version of myself do and do that. Third thing that you can do to accept the fact that you're settling and change it is to accept and embrace change because nothing is going to come from your comfort zone. You're too comfy there, okay? Nothing good, nothing amazing, nothing extraordinary is coming from someone's comfort zone. Every single person is going to tell you this, amazing change comes when you feel uncomfortable, comes from when you allow yourself to grow and expand. You cannot grow and expand if you're comfortable. You cannot get better if you don't push yourself past your limits. You have to expand your limit. You have to expand your bandwidth or else you will stay the same. You have to do, if you want to be someone else, you have to do something else. You cannot continue to do what you're still doing and expect a different outcome. That is the definition of insanity. Fourth thing that you can do to change the narrative is consistency. Don't give up. Your life is, it. quite frankly, is going to change overnight. However, that night is a long ways away. Okay? That night is not tonight. That's not tomorrow night. You're going to be working on this for a long ass time. And one day, you're going to wake up and you're going to be like, damn, shit's crazy, dude. Life changed. And you're going to realize that w- overnight. It's going to be an overnight realization. But it will, it will take so much work. And if you give up, you have to remind yourself when you feel like giving up that that's where most people do. That's where most people toss in the rag and give up. And if you want to be reaching your full potential don't be that person, don't throw in the towel, don't give up, just get into the habit of being consistent, once, it ha- once it's a habit, it's unconscious, you're just doing it, you don't even have to think about it, and that is that is the way you want it to be, you want it to be an automated process in your brain, hardwired into your habits and routines, and you won't even feel it, And then you're going to wake up one day, and it will be like an overnight change. So far away in the future, but it will feel like an overnight change when you get there. So don't give up. Anyways, the last thing that you can do to change the narrative is to take risks. This kind of ties cones, like, hand in hand with um, leaving your comfort zone. Because you have to meet new people. You have to embarrass yourself a little bit. You have to get your feet wet in things you've never done before. You have to visit places you've never been. Maybe try a new coffee shop. That's an easy way to get this introduced. If you like going out for drinks, if you like, you know, if you like sushi, try a different sushi place. Try and meet new people. Networking will literally change your life. See new places. Experience new things. If you are dead set on, I don't like X, Y, and Z, but you've never done X, Y, and Z, do it. Actually try it you'll surprise yourself. A lot of people just have these preconceived ideas of what they do and don't like because that's what they grew up with. You've never done it. You don't know. So take some risks, step out of your comfort zone. That's the only possible way things are gonna change. And honestly, I feel like settling has become such a norm in society that it's just like, oh, like, you know, you live in your white picket fence neighborhood. You're doing your white picket fence neighbor shit. And you could do better. You can and should do better. And now, I hope this was the nudge that you needed to actually do it. Start rewiring your habits. Start practicing your gratitude. Start taking risks and just keep it consistent. Just do all of that. Maybe stick to it. Start with six months. Start with five. At the end of the year, in December, in January. January 1st, 2024, let's reevaluate. And I guarantee you'll be happy with the progress you've made. Even if you're 1% better every day, that puts you exponentially farther than you would have been if you didn't do it. So stop settling. I hope this helps. Send it to someone who needs it because some people need tough love. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for more of the By Maddie Marie podcast. As always, please drop a five-star review, and all my socials and my blog are linked in the description. I'll talk to you guys next week, and have the best Taco Tuesday!